Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen, at snc.tv and local now, channel 525. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Good afternoon. Thanks for coming along for the Tuesday edition. We are live once again after taking a, a little a respite from yesterday's show. Kath, good to see you. Uh, Thank you, celebrating John. today? Am I what? Are you celebrating? Uh, <laughs> you mean say good to Mayo? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you know I had a little bit of confusion. <laughs> yeah. So when we last met on Friday, uh-huh. you thought Cinco de Mayo was on Friday. <laughs> I got May Day and Cinco de Mayo a little crisscrossed in my mind. Perfectly understandable. I'm sure it That's happens That's what happens often. when a when a Polish girl tries to enter mm-hmm. in to a Latin celebration. Right. So since you've already uh, celebrated Cinco de Mayo at your home today, maybe uh, around the Maypole once or twice? Uh, well, <laughs> first or of all, thanks for, br- thanks for bringing it up. Okay. Second of all, um, I decided since I had the Mexican feast on uh, May 1st, yeah. tonight we're doing Italian. <laughs> Fine. I'm sorry. Anybody. I can't like I can't I can't please everybody no, during these no. this, these difficult times. Right. It's hard to keep track of what holiday it is, I especially when every day feels like the same day. That's all. It really does. Well, you know, if you're out and about, you know, uh, major corporations in this country are still celebrating Cinco de Mayo. Uh, Blaze Pizza. There's Blaze Pizzas in Pittsburgh, right? I don't. I'm not familiar with the Blaze Pizza. I, I think that there's a Blaze Pizza not too far from my home. Okay. Free delivery uh, on orders over fifteen dollars. That's how they're doing it. Uh, Chipotle. We again. We were at uh, Chick Fil A the other night. Were you? Right You're just. We, how about you just being out and about? Well, I mean, I'm going to Chick Fil A, and I'm staying in my car. I got my mask on. God Good. bless those kids who are working there. Yeah. Right across the street from from Chick Fil A is a Chipotle. Okay. The Machine military precision of Chick-fil-A. Oh, my gosh. Is somehow crushed by the people straggling, looking sort of desperate and homeless outside of Ch- uh, Chipotle. Really? <laughs> Wait, so is it is it a problem with the management of that particular location or perhaps the people who are uh, patronizing the place? Now, a friend of ours have told us this. That they, they ordered online and they went to Chipotle. Yeah. And as they pulled up, they thought... There's a, a bunch of people outside, and they thought, "Oh, those poor people." They they, just, they didn't think they didn't, they didn't think online. to call ahead. Well, they did apparently, and mm-hmm. they stood in the rain with everybody else waiting there for for the burrito to show up. See, so, that's a sad that's a sad yeah. story. Anyway, if you were going to go out on the Cinco de Mayo, you might want to. Well, I'm not going to say that. I, no, of course not. Yeah. You shouldn't say that. Moe's Southwest Grill. I think okay. that's a Pittsburgh thing. I lo- uh, I've been to uh, the Moe's in the in Market Square. All right. Free delivery uh, uh, over uh, $10, $10 more. Free oh, delivery. terrific. Yeah. All right. And Taco Bell is uh, selling DIY taco kits nationwide. Offer is available via delivery and contactless drive throughs for a limited time. Make your own tacos. Now, you know that I've never been to Taco Bell. <laughs> what does that mean? 
What does that I don't say? No, I just I've never been to Taco You've Bell. You've never had like a. It's it does it. I love all the people who work at Taco Bell and all the ones. How at can Chipotle, you love all people if, if you've ever just, you've never been there? I, I, it them? doesn't sound appealing. I mean, when I can get like a burrito for 60 cents or something, there's something wrong. No, no. Uh, Mike and I are fans of Taco Bell. I Mike, whenever we go to Taco Bell, you, you're always the, the runner. What do I get? Uh, the five beef lay burrito, right? Burrito, burrito Supreme. Yes, the Burrito Supreme, yes. And you yourself, what's your standing order? I, I always get the uh, chicken quesadilla. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe it's the number seven, the chicken mm-hmm. quesadilla with the with the soft taco. In fact, I went there Saturday, nice. and I went there twice. Yeah, nice. on Saturday. Yeah. Okay. And, and from Made your perspective, day. limited culinary perspective that you and I share, Yeah. Taco Bell, thumbs up, thumbs down. Oh, two thumbs up. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You guys, okay. Yeah. I mean, up. I'm not telling you you shouldn't go to Taco Bell. Well, I think you should go to Taco Bell. Okay. I mean, and then I, while you're there, why don't you have yourself some cinnamon crisps for dessert? Oh, I don't like those. Definitely. No. Mm-mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> okay, why? Because you got to fit in your pants. Yeah, exactly. All right. That's what yeah. I right. Okay, so um, if you're not going to go to Taco Bell, maybe today will be a good day to smash a, a coronavirus piñata. Yes, it mm-hmm. would be a good day. Is there such a thing? There is such a thing. Oh, As a matter of fact, there is such a thing so much that uh, people who are selling, well, this is weird, coronavirus pandemic uh, piñatas, they've sold out at Amazon. Sold what, out. Is, it, is it shaped like the virus? Like it is the little itself. thing yeah, with all, all the little pokies the out little, the side? Sure. Mm-hmm, uh-huh. right. You've seen this. $30 on Amazon. Okay. And, uh, and what, now, what is it filled with? Uh, it's filled with uh, hard candy. Please say medical supplies. <laughs> I wish it was. Some, uh, yeah. Uh, no, just hard candy. Typical oh, okay. pinata mm-hmm. fair, right? Mm-hmm. Some toys, things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could make your own, of course. Get the balloon and get the, uh, what, the uh, that never works. paper mache. Never works. It never, ever works. Really? I tried it three different times. I was a gigantic failure. Really? Again, it could have been like the Polish girl trying to enter into a Latin holiday. Or maybe it was just your craft skill wasn't up to snuff. Well, my craft skills are horrible, so I'm oh, sure yeah. that that's the case. Anyway. But I would are... take a swipe at a coronavirus pinata. Oh, wouldn't that be great? I have a lot of angst that? today. I'd be happy to somehow get rid of it. Are you angsty? You, yes. Tell me why you're angsty. Angsty why? Oh. News reports? Just, no, it's not news reports. It's just various things regarding my children and the cancellation of things they hold dear right. and just unbelievable amounts of sadness and disappointment. <laughs> Other so than that, though, Every, two thumbs up. Everything is good, though. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. So this is just the life we're living, John. It is. And thank goodness we have a fabulous show ahead because that's perking me up even thinking about it. Tell me more, please. I would like to tell you about it. Uh, We're going to talk about the UK's largest bird of prey Mm. who has returned to the British skies for the first time in 240 years. We salute you, man. Yeah, we'll also talk about, and how about the murder hornet? (laughs) (laughs) That's coming up in the five o'clock hour. More good news. Coming up in this hour, rumors how they circulate and confuse people in times of public health health crisis. And coming up next, we have Greg Clugston in the On Deck Circle, SRN News White House correspondent. Let's find out what the heck is going on with the uh, the president and his team and the latest from Washington. So I'm excited to be with you guys today. I missed you yesterday. I like how you're trying to look at me like we're in the same room or something. You're so weird. Dig you, Cap. It's a ride home. (laughs) Okay. W-O-R-D. At home, at work, or when home is work. 
We're here with the information, teaching, conversation, music, inspiration, and hope you need right now. Use your smart speaker to connect to Pittsburgh Station sharing the word that changes the world. Okay. Find us at The Word Pittsburgh, 101.5 WORD. Investment advisory services offered through Sound Income Strategies, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisory firm. Have you been putting off opening your retirement account statements because you're afraid of what you might see? If you were caught in the recent correction, you know that watching your savings evaporate in the market is devastating. We're the Retirement Income Store, and our message is clear. It's time to stop crossing your fingers and toes, hoping for growth, and reset your retirement for income using interest and dividends. Call 888-888-4176 now to learn how the Retirement Income Store can help during these uncertain times. 888-888-4176. We'll send you our Retirement Income Kit with five educational tools, including David Scranton's best-selling book and a no obligation call with an income specialist. 888-888-4176. The Retirement Income Store. Where retirees go for income. Call 888-888-4176 now. Eric Metax is here. Like you, I'm confined to my home, spending time with my family. And one thing we enjoy right now is watching uplifting movies that affirm our faith. But what's there to watch? Well, I have the answer. Introducing Patterns of Evidence, The Exodus, a documentary that explores convincing evidence that the biblical account of the Exodus is true. Investigative filmmaker Tim Mahoney journeyed to Egypt, Israel, and throughout the world to search for answers to one very important question. Did the stories like Exodus, as written in the Bible, really happen? And the results of his investigation are monumental. Right now, you can watch Patterns of Evidence, The Exodus at Home. Go to PatternsofEvidence.com. That's PatternsofEvidence.com. And immediately following the movie, a panel moderated by Gretchen Carlson and featuring Dennis Prager and Graham Lotz and me, yours truly, will provide further insight and commentary on the film. Watch Patterns of Evidence, The Exodus, and others in the series. Go to PatternsofEvidence.com. That's PatternsofEvidence.com. Hi, I'm Alistair Begg, and I'd like to personally invite you to join me August 30th to September 6th, 2020, for a week of Christian fellowship and a newfound appreciation for God's creation. Call 855-565-5519 to join us, or visit deeperfaithcruise.com for all the details. Salem Media Group presents the Deeper Faith Alaska Cruise, August 30th through September 6th, 2020. Get more details at wordfm.com slash Alaska. We're excited to be with Greg Clugston. He's with us every Monday, but since we took yesterday off, he's with us today on Tuesday. Greg Clugston is the SRN News White House correspondent. Greg, welcome to your unnormal spot. Yes, Kathy, thank you very much. I, it's going to probably throw the rest of my week off, but even so, I'm glad to be here. Very good. Hey, Greg, uh, thanks for being with us. You always give us uh, updates about what's happening in and around the nation's capital. Now, uh, we just read uh, before you came to air that the uh, Trump administration is uh, signaling that it will wind down the virus task force. Has there been talk today at the White House about that? There has been. Vice President Pence uh, talked to a handful of reporters earlier today, and that topic came up. And there's nothing firm yet. They are having those discussions right now. He uh, was asked if there's any guess as to when that might happen. 
when it does. And he says they're looking at possibly the end of May, early June, that window of time. So maybe uh, Memorial Day weekend or the weekend after that. Uh, they're hoping that things have settled down uh, nationally enough that the that the coronavirus task force wouldn't be necessary in its current format. I mean, the idea of having the task force uh, during the early weeks and months of this uh, this pandemic was really to bring those public health and you know DHS and other officials from the various cabinet agencies all together uh, into this sort of a brain trust to really tackle the problem. Uh, but when the, whenever the task force then goes away, it will become more of a, a, a normal, regular management of government agencies. Um, so some of those still, some of those same people will still have a voice in government. It just won't be in the task force. Okay, Greg. Um, strange timing, though, to be talking about that publicly when uh, the new projection released by the University of Washington's Institute for Health Metrics and Evaluation, that's the IMHE, for those of you who've been following along with that over the last months, um, they have uh, revised their, their prediction about what's going to happen in the month of August, and it looks grim. Yeah, it does. And, you know, we're going to be seeing not only this particular group with its forecast, but then you're going to be hearing uh, either from the CDC or other government agencies as well, all with their forecasts and their projections. Um, and, and, and that's going to be the case moving forward. And it, and it doesn't look good. It looks like as if there could be a, you know, um, a significant tick, you know, up again right. in these cases. And I think that, you know, I, I remember a week ago yesterday, Monday, when we kicked off the week, I remember we talked about the tension that exists between the desire to open up the gov- uh, yeah. open up the economy in the country, mm-hmm. get people in some form or fashion back to work, or at least some segments of the economy up and going. But at the same time, the tension is with the health concern about keeping people safe and uh, avoiding the virus. And, um, you know, these kinds of forecast trends that we're looking at show that, you know, those two opposing you know, viewpoints um, are still on a collision course, aren't they? Because uh, it, it doesn't look like it's it's really right. possible. And in fact, there are a handful of states, and this is a, a concern among some officials. There are a handful of states across the country that have already moved into this, you know, this phased, um, you know, these phased-in guidelines that the, the administration has put forward. And right. some of the states have started that phase in before they have, you know, seen a drop off of cases for uh, 14 consecutive days. So. Um, we're gonna, it's gonna, I have predicted that it's going to probably be a, you know, a sort of a bumpy or messy transition, and um, I, I think that's probably going to be the case still throughout a good part of the summer. I see. Live from the White House, we're speaking with Greg Clugston from SRN News. So, Greg, let's talk about the president. For the first time in a long time, the president jumped on board Air Force One today and is currently in Arizona. Tell us about that. Yes, he's on the ground in Phoenix right now. He is visiting uh, the Honeywell Aerospace Facility. This is uh, part of the Honeywell uh, Corporation that uh, has decided to, you know, make and manufacture N95 masks. So these respirator masks are now being, um, you know, uh, put together there at that facility. It's right near the Phoenix uh, airport. And so the president arrived there a little while ago. He's also holding a, a discussion and a roundtable on some Native American issues while he's there in the Southwest. Um, and then he will be giving some remarks a little bit later today. But this was this was his first big trip outside of you know the greater Washington area for 
uh, for some time. We remember uh, he did travel to uh, neighboring Virginia, neighboring from Washington, D.C., down to see that Navy hospital ship, the Comfort, uh, leave for New York City. And then this past weekend, he did travel uh, to Maryland, where the Camp David presidential retreat is located. But both of those were very short jaunts from the White House. Uh, so today's today's trip is a is his first big trip in in quite some time. Greg Clugston with us, SRN News White House correspondent, normally with us on Mondays, but because we took a day off yesterday with us in the Tuesday edition of The Ride Home. Greg, let's talk about the uh, the relationship between the president and the Democratic Party, which, as we all know, is not one filled with, you know, love and good wishes. Uh, but the president tweeting that the Democrats want Trump to fail and his entire coronavirus team to fail because they want to be able to talk about it in the election. Now, of course, none of us who are reasonable want this to be politicized anything as serious as this. But I think the bottom line is that's what's happening. Yeah, unfortunately, we have seen um, not just, you know, in the last day or two, but we've seen creeping into this pandemic. Yeah, uh, some some partisan battle lines drawn and viewpoints. And in fact, you know, the views of the American people I saw, I think it was an Axios survey that was out uh, either last night or this morning, um, asking Americans if they believe um, you know the the death toll or the or the number of cases. If, if they believe the figures that are being released by the CDC, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, and Republicans tend to believe the numbers are inflated, and Democrats mm-hmm. tend to believe they're not high enough. <laughs> so I don't know what you do with uh, Greg. I don't know what you do with that. That's just how people see things, right? Yeah. It, whether you're talking about chicken sandwiches or you're talking about coronavirus yeah. cases, right. you know, it's this is the this is the environment now in which we live. Uh, there are some obvious downsides to that being the case. And moving forward, uh, you know, we're, we're, the Congress is going to have to, along with the Republican administration, work uh, on, on continued emergency relief, uh, what will be phase four of a package of economic, um, you know, efforts to, to help the economy, to help individuals, to help uh, companies and across the board, really. And it's probably not. Uh, a few, it's probably a few weeks away before we have the uh, the Congress agree to that. We had the Senate come back into session yesterday here in Washington, and we're still waiting uh, for the House to come back. It could be another week or two. Um, so Nancy Pelosi has been, as the Speaker, holding off on that because you know there's concern about you know the distance between lawmakers and all the rest. And then you throw on top of that, you know, the president being unhappy and throwing the, the accusations out about, uh, about the Democrats. So uh, we talk about a bumpy transition with, you know, opening up the, uh, the country. Uh, we're going to continue to see that in halls of Congress as well. So here we are, Greg, early May. Shockingly, we're just six months away from the presidential election. Now, uh, pre-pandemic, the president was riding high with uh, mm-hmm. uh, the economy just crushing it, moving forward at an all-time record. Now things are in the tank. The economy, of course, is in a deep, hard crater. Six months out, uh, what's your take on this? Um, certainly there's a lot of the things that can happen between now and November, but the the president uh, is not nearly as strong or uh, perhaps undefeatable as he once was. Sure. He d- he doesn't have the, the robust e- economic indicators currently that he did just a couple of three months ago uh, that he was, to be honest, banking on, really expecting to uh, to, sure. to ride that uh, economic record. And so that's, to be honest, one reason why we uh, we do see the president tweet and make comments about 
the economy in two ways. One, he's, he's talking about, I love to see the company reopen. People are itching to get back to work. Yes. And that's true in a lot of cases. Absolutely. Sure. People are tired of sheltering at home and are eager to go and, um, you know, make a paycheck and, and get back in the swing of things, uh, you know, as safely as possible. But the other thing the president keeps on talking about from the economic perspective is uh, his forecast, his optimism about a bounce back. Um, now, this is his no, this is his opinion, and it very well could happen. He he talks about the fourth quarter being very strong for oh, so the last three you, months of this year. Mike, is yeah. uh, Greg gone? I'm still here. Okay, okay sorry, sorry just, Greg. Just dropped please, off for a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you just dropped off for a second. Please pick up. Okay, I was just I was just going to say that the other thing the president likes to talk about is a very optimistic view of the economy in the latter part of this year and into next year, and I think that's yes. a real political calculation because he wants to put in the mind, he wants to plant the seed for voters. Hey. It's rough now, but, yeah, maybe things will be better. And they absolutely could be, but we simply don't know. So you're right, John. Between now and November 3rd, um, making predictions and, and figuring out what elections are going to be like in normal times is very difficult. Right. And it's just, it's very, it, it's just even more, more so even this time because of what's happening. Right. Yeah. And what about the the physical ramifications of the coronavirus? I mean, it's hard to even imagine what an election is going to look like. I mean, our primary has already been moved uh, here in Pennsylvania. And who knows what is going to happen with primaries. But the general election, it's just it, it's like everything else right now, Greg. It's just it seems unknowable. The great unknown. It is. There are a lot of things up in the air. We've seen um, uh, at the state level, you know, uh, with a couple of uh, states moving forward during the, you know, the the onslaught of the crisis, the pandemic, uh, going ahead in some cases and holding uh, their primary votes in their states. And we saw some people, you know, go out and do that. And we had um, places where election workers, you know, said we're not going to come to work because we, we want to, you know, we're concerned about our health. So we mm-hmm. still may have those concerns. So there's going to be a real logistical situation in terms of how to cast ballots. And that's another partisan issue, unfortunately, in terms of Democrats and Republicans not seeing eye to eye on on changing the way uh, there is mail-in balloting and, and other forms of, 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 you know, counting the votes on Election Day. And then what happens to the big political conventions in August? The Democrats already moved their convention right. from July to August, and um, both conventions have discussed very carefully and cautiously the possibility of scaling back uh, the Democrats have come closer to saying that it may not happen at all, but the Republicans say something is still going to happen at a convention. But, uh, you know, that's still a few months away, and things could, you know, if, if things get bad like in August, like one of these uh, forecasts says, that could throw that up in the air as well. I see. What about if the Republicans and Democrats um, decided to hold a really quick convention, like during the seventh inning stretch of a Major League Baseball game <laughs> with no one in there. August, what do you think, with nobody there? Mm-hmm. You know, you know, it's funny because the the RNC has said, um, if anything happens, the president is going to be giving a speech, meaning, uh, you know, his his nominate his renomination speech. Um, and to be honest, maybe maybe that's all it'll be. Maybe uh, some of the necessary delegates will be on hand, and it'll only be three or four thousand people instead of twenty thousand people. Um, but I don't know how you handle the media coverage of that because. You've got right. uh, tens of thousands of media that also converge on those conventions. Right. 
Right. So I guess to be continued. Greg, let's let's walk back inside the walls of the uh, the White House uh, for the first time. Now you've uh, you've got a brand new um, uh, press secretary. Um, yeah. Talk about the new press secretary and the possibility of uh, daily meetings. What what does that look like? Well, Kaylee McEnany, she held her first briefing uh, here a few days ago, and she's just on the job a couple of three weeks. She comes over from the Trump campaign. She had done a lot of media, a lot of interviews, for example, on Fox News Channel and other outlets. Um, so she's familiar with, uh, with you know, going on, on TV and on camera and defending the president uh, from a campaign perspective. And now she's doing so in an official capacity as the spokesperson for the White House and uh, the Trump administration, really, you know, from the executive seat there. So we had a 20 or 30 minute briefing from her last week. And um, she she kept things moving along. She didn't she didn't seem flustered. She uh, was concise in her answers. She didn't necessarily answer all of the questions, but that's true for, of any press secretary. They okay. uh, they know how to dodge and weave if they're a, a skilled press secretary. Uh, but she at least opened up the opportunity for reporters to uh, to gather together and to to question the administration about important aspects, uh, primarily about the pandemic response by the government. She did say that she would be doing briefings going forward, but did not commit to doing them on a daily basis. So we'll have to see with what kind of regularity um, they have. She said that she would not lie. She was, uh, this is often a question that press secretaries are asked on their first day at a briefing. Um, So she was acknowledging that she's going to do her best to um, absolutely be truthful in her answers to the press. And she said that she has a lot of access to the president, spends a lot of her time during the day, either in the Oval Office or, or if the president's in meetings elsewhere in the building, so that she's able to uh, really get his perspective on things and then share that with members of the media. Okay. Well, Greg, last question for you. How are you and the family holding up? <laughs> hey, we're doing okay. Um, I've not been officially tested uh, for COVID, but my wife got a COVID test last week. She is still working and um, her test came back negative. So we were very thankful for that. Um, So that that means that we're likely uh, COVID free in our household here as well. So uh, that's always a good thing. And uh, we're just um, we're we're staying as energized as possible and trying to stay safe and and uh, like everybody else going to the grocery store now wearing masks wherever we go. Yeah. It's a strange new world, Greg, but we always appreciate uh, your presence here to give us the inside look at what's happening in the nation's capital. Thank you again. Okay. Have a great week, guys. You as well. Greg Clugston, Salem Radio Network News. You can find more about Greg at Salem.com and, of course, WordFM.com. Take a break. Come back. Uh, We're going to read scripture in just a few minutes. Kath and I have committed ourselves to doing this, so stay with us, please. Back in a few minutes. Whether you need a car now or plan to buy someday soon, Cars.com has nearly 2 million cars ready for home delivery. Set up virtual appointments with local dealers to tour your favorites. Save the car you want. Click to buy when you're ready. Find your match on Cars.com. This is John Samick, owner of ServiceMaster of Greater Pittsburgh. All of our cleaning and disinfection services use hospital-grade, EPA-registered products. Contact us to provide peace of mind for your employees. The man, the yellow man. Service this is John Samick, owner of Service Master Greater Pittsburgh. Our specialty cleaning services can provide the peace of mind your customers and employers need as your business reopens. Demand the yellow van. Call Service Master Greater Pittsburgh and schedule a consultation today. If you are a caregiver for a family member or loved one, this is an important message. 
Excel Home Care will pay you to take care of your family member or loved one. Yes, you heard right. You can actually get paid to provide care for those you love. To learn more, contact Excel Home Care today and get started right now. Care and quality when you need it. Excel Home Care, 412-212-8950. 412-212-8950. Excel Home Care, a help at home company. This is Kathy Emmons. John and I are grateful for the encouragement we have from all of our advertisers, and especially our friends at Grove City College. Thanks to everyone at Grove City for supporting the ride home. If you're a licensed counselor in Pennsylvania, Grace Wellness Center doesn't want to hire you. They want to partner with you. At Grace Wellness Center, you'll find the personal support and professional development you need to build your ideal clientele. Grace Wellness Center invests in you so you can invest in your clients. Get the support, training, and personal coaching you need to pursue your passion and build the kingdom with offices throughout Greater Pittsburgh. Join the team at thegracewellnesscenter.com. Spending more time inside? J&D Waterproofing can help you breathe a little easier. Protect your family, friends, and pets from mold, dampness, and other unhealthy elements. For over 80 years, J&D has been making Pittsburgh basements very dry and improving indoor air quality with solutions like the Easy Breathe System. Eliminate unhealthy mold and allergy-causing moisture without filters or reservoirs while using less energy than a 40-watt light bulb. Call 1-800-VERY-DRY or visit jdwaterproofing.com. We are strong, we are resilient, and we will get through this together. But these are stressful times, and it's important to also practice good self-care. It's normal to feel overwhelmed, anxious, or afraid. But there is hope. Reach out to someone connect with your friends, stay in touch with your community, and know that you are not alone. Learn more at wearebroadcasters.com slash hope. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Listen on your smart speaker, the Word FM app at wordfm.com, iHeart, tune in, and on radio.com, in the car or at home too, at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh. Tonight, mostly cloudy, low 39 with periods of rain. Breezy and chilly with rain for Wednesday, high 50. Wednesday night, cloudy, cold, low 34. Sunshine and some clouds, breezy on Thursday with a high 60. Friday, chilly with periods of rain, high 46. And Saturday, a shower in spots, high 47. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Andy Robb. Thanks for being along for the Tuesday edition of, I don't know, how long has it been, Kat? Two months or so? We've been reading scripture daily. Mm -hmm. We started out reading the Psalms, and then after Easter, we have gone into the New Testament. So today, we're going to continue on reading scripture. If you've not done this, uh, we would highly recommend that you you make it part of your daily practice to go to the Bible, wherever it is you're reading. I hope, hopefully, that you're reading something of the Bible every day. But then another layer on top of that is to read scripture out loud. Whether it's with your family or just by yourself, it does make a difference to hear God's word spoken out. So we'll do this uh, uh, live right now from Philippians 3, 7 through 14. But whatever were gains to me, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whose sake I've lost all things. I consider them garbage that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God 
on the basis of faith. I want to know Christ, yes, to know the power of his resurrection and participation in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, and so somehow attaining to the resurrection from the dead. Not that I've already obtained all this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead. I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. That is Philippians uh, 3, 7 through 14. That is so beautiful. That sure is. You know, one of the things, yeah, one of the things we don't talk about enough, and I think about all the time and never think to say, is just the content of scripture is obviously matchless. It's the eternal wisdom that every human being needs. But the beauty of the words, just the whole, the, the, lovely nature of how it is presented. It's just, it's a piece of art in addition to being wisdom. Mm, Truly it is. We're just unbelievably fortunate to have it. On that same vein, Kath, I think about this. What if for some reason, you know, scripture did not exist and all of a sudden one day it just showed up. I mean, the world would be shocked at its power and beauty. Would it not be at the truth and wisdom? We just become so immune to it. So used to hearing it. Yeah. We, so it's, it's like anything else. Too much information. You think it's going to be great the more you have, no. and then the more you get, the less you like it, value it, or appreciate it. Yeah. Or it trust it. it. Right. I agree. Okay, let's take a break. Uh, we come back. Uh, rumors. Oh, rumors. And I'm Listen, not talking about Fleetwood Mac. Well, isn't it weird? Why is it, John, that with all the information we have, we end up believing crazy stuff? Because <laughs> we love a conspiracy theory, don't we? Straight ahead, rumors. 101.5 WORD. There's a stereotype sometimes associated with biblical womanhood, a stereotype that Elise Fitzpatrick says we need to re-examine. You want to know what godly women are like? Take a look at Hannah. Take a look at Lydia. Take a look at Phoebe. These are women that served God. Rethinking biblical womanhood. Next time on Family Life Today. Tomorrow morning at 9 on 101.5 Word FM WORD. The coronavirus pandemic has caused a lot of chaos lately. But something good that's come from it all is that Americans are waking up to the fact that we make too many things overseas and are reliant on China and other nations for the products that we need most. Enough is enough. Authentically American is a veteran-owned, patriotic, made-in-USA apparel company. They produce the highest quality apparel you can find, and it's all American-made. While other companies are waiting for their supplies to come in from Asia, Authentically American is still going strong, putting our neighbors to work every day. They also give 10% of every purchase to charities that support our veterans and their families. Use code SALEMPITTSBURG to get 10% off your entire purchase. Don't spend one more dime on products made overseas. If every American spent an extra $3.33 on U.S.-made goods, it would create almost 10,000 new jobs in this country. Shop at AuthenticallyAmerican.us and use promo code SALEMPITTSBURG to take 10% off your entire purchase. That's promo code SALEMPITTSBURG. Where is yours made? You're about to hear a commercial for a very unique mortgage team that has a very specific advantage that could save your family monthly and lifelong money. Two things you should know. One, we were started by a dad and his son and his wife and his sister-in-law, and we've grown to be a faith-focused mortgage team that's helping families across the U.S. 
We're faith and family at our core, and we don't hide it. Two, we've still stayed fairly small, on purpose. We're only about a couple dozen people, a makeup that we believe lets us truly know every person that calls. But we also have a big advantage. Our company is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls, a reality that often allows us to get you a better rate, which could save you monthly and lifelong money. We are United Faith Mortgage at unitedfaithmortgage.com. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Middle Park Road, Melbourne, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to animalistconsumeraccess.org. Corporate animalist number 1330. Equal housing lender. Licensed license in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, Mississippi, Montana, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. Pittsburgh Theological Seminary prepares students for ministry in the way of Jesus with Master of Divinity, Master of Arts, and Doctor of Ministry degree programs and certificates. Perfect for students with full-time employment pursuing a seminary education. Learn more at pts.edu. I get this warm feeling every single time we have special needs patients in our office. Their needs are not that different from anybody else. Spending the time with that patient is very rewarding to me. Exceptional Dentistry meets compassionate care at StockFamilyDentistry.com. Rumors, rumors, rumors. We, we all fall into this trap. And of course, now with the internet and Twitter and Facebook, I mean, mm-hmm. it's a full-time job trying to figure out what is real is. and what is not. Dr. Marilyn McIntyre is with us. Dr. McIntyre teaches at the Church Divinity School of the Pacific in Berkeley and for the Westmont College in San Francisco. She's a well-known author. Her latest book is called Speaking Peace in a Climate of Conflict. Dr. McIntyre, welcome back to the show. How are you today? Thank you. I'm fine. I hope you're all well. We are well, healthy and strong. Thank you. Yeah, we are. Marilyn, I think the the hardest thing, well, I mean, there are so many hard things that people are dealing with. They're dealing with illness and fear and, you know, especially people who are sick in the hospital or sick outside the hospital and are afraid to go to the hospital. I mean, there, there are so many anxiety-producing things right now in our current circumstance. What is hard for me to believe is the fact that people are circulating rumors which increase anxiety level. And I think, what is it about us that causes us, Marilyn, to want to reach out for something that really doesn't have any factual support and glom on? Well, first of all, I think that every major public health crisis, and I suppose every major crisis, um, produces rumors. People leap to conclusions because that is comforting. And I think a simple answer is comforting when, in fact, answers to the questions that arise in situations as complicated as an epidemic are not simple. So they're not comforting. And so when the, a simple answer to your question is we want to be comforted and we want to be comforted pretty quickly when things get scary. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I wonder about the people who are the authors of rumors. What does that say about someone, you know, psychologically, spiritually, who, you know, in their bedroom thinks, well, you know, the virus had to be from a secret lab somewhere in China. I know this has to be true, so I'm just going to put it out there and I'll, I'll get confirmation from that. What is it about, and this is, of course, rumors aren't necessarily a modern day thing. They've been around as long as people have spoken language. But what does that mean about sure. us, Marilyn? Why, why, why isn't the truth enough? Well, I think in addition to the desire for comfort, um, there's a very human desire to be in the know and a kind of supposition that there's always insider information. And in fact, there is insider information. We know that there are 
um, government secrets that we don't have access to. We know that there are things that are said in corporate boardrooms that we don't have access to. So the, the reality that there are things we don't know, we don't yet know, we don't get to know, um, I think piques a kind of curiosity that some people just can't quite control, which is why there are all those warnings about it, and especially in Paul's letters, right? right. Just, and, and so I think the other thing is that it's really easy to look for somebody to blame, and that has happened in every single epidemic and pandemic I know. Sure. It's often been the Jews that were blamed or foreign people or, you know, so in this instance, blaming the Chinese is an easy step for some people from recognizing that the virus may have emerged in southern China from an animal group in various ways that it might have happened. And I think people like to have an authoritative word. They like to have a simple answer. And that's one of the reasons people like to blame. So there are people who blame the Chinese. There are people who blame Bill Gates. There are people who, you know, blame a vast underground conspiracy. And I do want to say one thing about conspiracy theories, because they're a form of rumor that generate are generated in every public crisis. You remember that old saying that just because you're paranoid doesn't mean they're not out to get you. Yes. Right. (laughs) I saw conspiracy theory. I think that way about conspiracy theories, the term itself became a kind of term of abuse back in the sixties, but But the fact is, of course, there are conspiracies. A lot of public things don't happen, public disasters or something, without people conspiring. People do get together and plan nefarious things. So to just dismiss something as a conspiracy theory is also wrongheaded. You know, I think we have to look for patterns. We have to consider the sources of whatever we hear and um, there are help, there are helpful websites, like lots of fact-checking websites, which we could look at and then cross-check, like PolitiFact or FactCheck.org, or there's one called FullFact.org, or Media Bias, or Fairness and Accuracy in Reporting. There are lots of them. Mm-hmm. And even if you don't necessarily think any one of those is the final word, cross-checking what you hear, and if it's about science, asking someone at least if you know someone who is a practicing scientist, asking them, what's, how do you validate scientific information? Mm-hmm. Or um, if you don't trust a particular newspaper, then looking, look at what other news sources are saying. I think it's really hard to avoid what they call confirmation bias. That all of us come into private and public new situations with preconceived notions about what might be happening. And then even if we think we're looking for evidence, the term confirmation bias means that we're inclined to look for the evidence that supports what we already think. And that's a very powerful pressure on opinion formation. Right. Dr. Marilyn McIntyre is with us. She's the award-winning author of books on language and faith, including Make a List, Pausing Where Scripture Gives You Pause, which was the winner of a Christianity Today 2015 Book Award in Spirituality. Her latest book is called Speaking Peace in a Climate of Conflict. Um, Marilyn, what about our desire to see, it seems, every single issue in the world right now through a partisan lens? Is that new, or do you think that's been the case in previous pandemics as well? 
I don't think it's completely new, although there have always been competing public parties um, or interest groups or factions. I think what may be relatively new is that, first of all, we have a two-party system. Many countries have more than two parties, even if there are two that dominate. And a two-party system runs the danger of oversimplifying by making it either or. Mm -hmm. So either the Republicans are right or the Democrats are right. And the middle ground gets lost. And so a lot of public issues um, kind of default to a sort of football team partisanship that says, yeah. well, from where I live, San Francisco giants come hell or high water, you know, and you, you sort of have team loyalty as opposed to really trying to understand the issues themselves in a nuanced way. And I think that we have allowed many words to become buzzwords. So if you connect, say, the term healthcare with a particular set of voices, then that already is a partisan term. So, yeah, I think that the language itself in which we frame the problems we face has been infected with a kind of partisanship that we have to help each other step back from. And this is where I think churches could really help because I, I don't believe that there shouldn't, you should never say anything political in the pulpit, but I don't think you should say things that are partisan in the pulpit. I think the church is a place where we can seek help in discernment about the issues themselves and try to take off the party labels for a while and say, how do we help people stay healthy? Or how do we educate our children? Or, you know, how do we find our way through this crisis in a reasonable way? And, and reason together, which is a wonderful phrase from another of Paul's letters, let us reason together. Um, that's really pretty much gotten lost in the noise of public media and social media. I heard a wonderful TED Talk the other day in which a journalist said, you are the media. You know, now that we have social media, we are all responsible for perpetuating yeah, okay. either lies or responsible information. Yeah. Right. So then how do we peel that away? Because, you know, just a bit ago, you referenced the 1960s. And I think, you know, the 1960s with the assassination of JFK sort of became the modern day rumor mill where, you know, shortly oh, after yeah. JFK was killed, the grassy knoll, the magic bullet, the Warren report, all mm-hmm. those things. And fortunes were made just, you know, purely on speculation and rumor as though big government was the, the boogeyman in the dark closet about to take us all down. If they could kill a president. Well, they can, then everyone is vulnerable. And then you flash forward to where we are in 2020 and the boogeyman is still the, the government in the closet. And for better or worse, we're hanging on every word. I mean, it just feels as though we're yeah. just totally out of control, Marilyn. Oh, that's right. I think we are. And I think that one thing we can do and help each other do in communities of faith and communities of faithful people who are trying to discern what's true and wise is to step back from the sensationalism. I mean, anything that smacks of a boogeyman is pretty, pr- probably not useful. But to say what's really at stake here and to help each other ask questions that the why and the how questions that can be answered by tracing sources and by tracking process and by asking not just the experts, but people who have had um, experience and reflected on it. And also to be alert to the, the signs of people who just kind of want to make a splash, want to be dramatic, um, want to have insider information, most of us can spot that. 
I think there's a certain kind of common sense we need to help each other foster. Common sense means developing a, a sense of things that we hold in common. We mm-hmm. hold these things to be true and valuable. And one of those is reflection and discernment. So the idea of, which I love that you said, let us reason together. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. would we were, would we were able to do that? Well, I think, you know, one of the things that happened at a church my husband was working in uh, when we first invaded Iraq in 2003 was people were so divided on that issue that we arranged after the service one Sunday for people to come who wanted to to reflect on what they knew, um, what was harmful, you know, what, what was bothering them most about this particular moment in our history. 48 people came, and we literally sat in a circle in a big multipurpose room, and every single one of the 48 got to say something briefly before we had any crosstalk. So everybody got to put their anxieties, their fears, their opinions, their Mm. uh, resistances on the table, and then it was moderated. But I think we have to be deliberate in that way about creating environments in which people feel safe exploring rather than arguing. Yeah. Yeah. That's a very good point because the social media sadly right now is not a safe place. Um, But you've given us so many good things to think about Marilyn. That's not a surprise to us because you do that for us every month, but particularly today. So thank you. Thank you so much. Pleasure Mm -hmm. to be here. That's Dr. Marilyn McIntyre. Her brand new book is called Speaking Peace in a Climate of Comfort. This is Greg Trzynski from the Original Mattress Factory. And while the last few weeks have been filled with uncertainty, They've also been a great reminder of what really matters. Many things that felt so important just a few short months ago don't feel that way anymore. What matters now is the time we spend with our friends and family, even if that is just through a video chat. As we face adversity, what matters now is how our communities are pulling together to take care of one another and fight through this. To those on the front lines and behind the scenes, thank you for all that you do. You work hard to teach your children biblical values that will set them up for a great life, serving God and honoring Him in all that they do. But what happens when you drop them off at college and progressive professors seek to undo in one semester all of the Christian values you spent 18 years teaching them? What can you do to make sure your children don't become casualties of a culture gone crazy and make sure that they hold the values you taught them? For a limited time, you can watch No Safe Spaces, a film that raises awareness of how the many things we cherish today are at risk and what you can do to fight back. Go to nosafespaces.com and use the code SAVE25 to save 25%. That's nosafespaces.com, promo code SAVE25. Don't let the culture steal your children from you. 
Watch No Safe Spaces and learn how to fight back to protect your family. If your family depends on your income and something happened to you, what would happen to them? You need life insurance, and SelectQuote can help you get it at a price you can afford. SelectQuote found Jacob, 40, who's in excellent health, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $19 a month. Not in perfect health? Don't worry. SelectQuote found Tanya, 40, who has type 2 diabetes, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $32 a month. We shop companies like Protective, Prudential, American General, and others to find you the company with the best rates. Give your family the security they need at a price you can afford. For your free quote, call 1-800-880-7474. That's 1-800-880-7474. Or go to selectquote.com. That's 1-800-880-7474. Select quote. We shop, you save. Get full details on the example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your premium could vary depending on your health, issue, and company, and other factors. Not available in all states. Hey, this is Laura Story. Are you ready to deepen your faith on a spectacular week-long Alaska cruise? After you prepare your heart with worship led by Michael O'Brien and myself, Alistair Begg will be sharing from God's Word, and together we will renew our vision, purpose, and connection with Christ. We'll let Scripture steer our hearts as we explore God's eternal truths together. Salem Media Group presents the Deeper Faith Alaska Cruise, August 30th through September 6, 2020. Get more details at wordfm.com slash Alaska. Well, it's been a long weekend, and of course, because we're all inside, uh, our streaming continues, right? Our viewing pleasures continue. Um, what are you watching? What What's interesting to you? I saw something today in the New York Times. Here's what 11 TV writers are binging. So if you're writing for television, that's your full-time job. When it comes time for you to take a break, do you really want to watch something? Well, these these authors, these writers say, yeah, I do. So, Kath, let's just start at home. Uh, are you binging something currently? Uh, I'm watching Bosch right now, John. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Now, you're watching the new series of Bosch. Uh, I actually went back because I mm. felt like I didn't quite remember exactly what it. happened. Yeah. So what? You're at the very beginning? Uh, I went back to season two. Okay, good. All right. And yeah. you're and where are you now? Uh, well, I'm like halfway through season two. Okay, good. And then I um, think this is season six that's just come out. Okay. With the uh, Parks and Rec, the uh, special show last week, my wife had never really engaged in Parks and Rec, so we are binge-watching Parks and Rec. Yeah. Oh, Fabulous. aren't you happier for oh, doing yeah, it? Oh, yeah. It's very funny. Yeah, it, really funny it's not just funny. It's sweet mm-hmm. and touching. It's everything. It's perfect. Yep. It's a perfect uh, yep, they, TV show. Well, they just filled in the pit is where we are right now. Oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just filled in the pit. And Andy's finally going to have to live in a house. Thank goodness. Yeah. Okay. How about uh, the uh, the miniseries uh, Unorthodox? Have you seen this on your Netflix? No, but I have seen it. I have not watched it yet, though. Okay, so here's the here's the, Unorthodox is a German American drama miniseries. It debuted March 26th. Uh, the first Netflix series to be primarily in Yiddish. It is loosely based on Deborah Feldman's 2012 autobiography, Unorthodox: The Scandalous Rejection of My Hasidic Roots. Hmm. I see that. I go, that looks pretty interesting yeah, to me. Yeah, I agree. Okay? That would be interesting. Okay, so back to the uh, the New York Times writers, or the, uh, the, the uh, TV writers, what they're binging. Someone has mentioned something called Terrace House, which is, a, here, this is a Dan Levy, who's a, a writer on um, the Eugene Levy uh, Schitt's Creek uh, mm-hmm. piece. He says, it's a reality show about six young men and women who share a house or an apartment in Japan 
with the intention of coupling up. It is a very slow show in a way that's incredibly calming for me. I've gone 36 episodes into a single season and none of the participants have even kissed. Well, it's like the Dick Van Dyke show. Isn't that interesting? Yes. Yeah. Uh, How about uh, Little Drummer Girl, the AMC series? Which is a John the Care novel. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I've actually that was that was on the Sundance Channel. It's been on there maybe for the last, I don't know, five or six months. I didn't. What's it? Where is it available? That is on Netflix as well. It is okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, okay. The British comedy Lovesick, which is uh, three seasons. I don't know. What are you watching? What's interesting? Can you tell us? Let us know. Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on hey, that was Google supposed to be the top two. of our... Plus iHeart. Tune in and on Radio.com. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. President Trump says once the coronavirus pandemic eases, his administration will have the U.S. economy back up and running as it was prior to the onset of the crisis. The president spoke to reporters on the White House lawn prior to departing for Arizona. He's now in Phoenix, touring a plant that makes N95 respirator masks. Major U.S. automakers are planning to reopen North American factories within two weeks. The United Auto Workers Union appears to be on board that decision. The U.S. trade deficit rose in March as the coronavirus outbreak battered America's trade with the world. The gap between what the United States sells and what it buys abroad rose 11.6%. The Dow gained 133 points today. The Nasdaq was up 98, and the S&P 500 was ahead 25 points. This is SRN News. With all that's going on right now, the last thing you want to do is add to your stress. But credit card debt does that, doesn't it? Even though these are hard times and credit card debt can add up, you don't have to tackle it alone. Nonprofit Trinity Debt Management can help. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, put a stop to late fees, and drastically reduce your interest. You'll pay thousands less than you originally owed. It's not a loan. It's a way to become debt-free and possibly improve your credit score. So call Trinity and talk to a certified counselor. They'll explain their proven program to you with no pressure, just practical solutions and hope for tomorrow. Take away this added stress today and be there for your family. If you're ready to pay off credit cards in less time for less money, then pick up the phone and call for a free no obligation debt analysis and become debt free for keeps if your debt has you down we should talk call 1-800-936-5496 that's 1-800-936-5496 hey folks this is john hall like you i'm confined to my home spending time with my family and one thing we enjoy right now is watching uplifting movies that affirm our faith with all the choices what can you watch i have the answer introducing Patterns of Evidence, The Exodus, a documentary which presents convincing evidence that the biblical account of the Exodus is true. Investigative filmmaker Tim Mahoney journeyed to Egypt, Israel, and throughout the world to search for answers to one very important question. Did the stories, like Exodus, as written in the Bible, really happen? The result of his investigation are monumental. Right now, you can watch Patterns of Evidence, The Exodus at Home. Go to PatternsofEvidence.com. That's PatternsofEvidence.com. Immediately following the movie, a panel moderated by Gretchen Carlson and featuring Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, and Anne Graham Lotz will provide further insight and commentary on the film. Watch Patterns of Evidence, The Exodus, and others in the series. Go to PatternsofEvidence.com. That's PatternsofEvidence.com. 
This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. Upon your passing, you wouldn't want a judge to decide who raises your children or how your estate gets divided. It is important to review your estate planning documents to ensure they protect what matters most. At Abernathy and Hagerman, we will work with you to establish an estate plan that nominates a guardian for your minor children and that your assets are used for your family's benefit. Judge for yourself. For legal help that lasts a lifetime, visit a-h.law. You know, spring cleaning doesn't just mean the deep clean you do around the house once a year. You may want to do some tidying up for your business's digital marketing, and Salem Surround can help. We give you all the right tools to surround your target audience and turn website visitors into website leads. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your digital presence and learn how to get your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundpittsburgh.com. SurroundPittsburgh.com, connecting you with new customers. Tonight, mostly cloudy, low 39 with periods of rain. Breezy and chilly with rain for Wednesday, high 50. Wednesday night, cloudy, cold, low 34. Sunshine and some clouds, breezy on Thursday with a high 60. Friday, chilly with periods of rain, high 46, and Saturday a shower in spots, high 47. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Andy Robb. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Thanks for coming along for the Tuesday edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy. We're broadcasting live here from our, our spare rooms, both Kath and I. Mm-hmm. We've been doing this now, uh, probably about, I think it's been a month. It's been I a think month it's been so? about uh, four years. <laughs> That's just my estimate. I don't know. Maybe yeah. I've lost track of time. Isn't it funny how you sit like in a spare room and you kind of go, Gee, you know, I need to do some work in here. I just, yeah, I, you know, exactly. I Are you a little, kidding me? You know, I really haven't considered this room that much, but now that I'm in here all the time, I think, you know, I Jeez, I should little, do something, right? Do a little bit better. Hey, so, John, um, but wait, before we launch into local news and yeah. uh, some other things about streaming that we're going to talk about, yeah. I, I did want to make a mention of an extraordinary day yesterday. Oh, my goodness gracious. It was an extraordinary it was, day. It was John Hall's birthday. Yeah, yeah. It was my birthday, which I love. I mean, may, little did I know that May the 4th would become like this big thing. Right. It's, right? A, huge, it's a huge thing. And we, I don't care about the Star Wars thing. We're talking about your birthday. Now, here's the thing, John. I, yeah. I, I hope that you focus on uh, on Mike's image that you'll see there. Mm-hmm. We have a little happy birthday celebration that we've arranged for you. Right. We, we even have, for those of you listening on Terrestrial Radio, a, a, a lighted birthday cake. This die. Very nice. And Look, Mike. Diane's but, there. They're, they're, they're socially distancing. They're, they have masks on and they oh, are yeah, presenting nice, you, John, with your birthday cake. Nice. Oh, yeah, sure. Go ahead. Thank Let's you. Sing. Okay, ready? Okay. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday to, to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Johnny. Happy me. Happy birthday. Yay. Fabulous. Thank you so much. Nice. Very nice. Doesn't really work that well, does it? All right. Nice job. Nice job Excellent. blowing out the candles from Thank you, Di. Thank you, new Mike. Away. Very, very nice indeed. Yeah. That's really good. terrific. Happy yeah. birthday, John. Thank you. It was a really good day. I love my birthday. Yeah. Are you excited? Are you excited to have some of your cake? Uh, I'm not going to touch that cake, am I? Well, no, you're <laughs> yeah. not because you're like 
20 miles from it. No, there's, I see Mike, there's new Mike and there's classic Mike right behind him in the other studio and die. So I guess between the three of them, they'll just have to cut the cake up and take it home. Yeah. It's, I mean, I think they'll be okay with it. That's fine. Did you you have a cake yesterday? Uh, No, no cake. Uh, I had something better. What was that? An apple pie made by my (laughs) wife. Kidding me? That is so awesome. Yeah. I got, I got an apple pie. And here's the thing. My wife has one piece. Nobody else wants to eat it. So I'm going to eat Are the entire apple Are you telling pie. me uh-huh. that your son uh-huh. does not want to no. eat an apple pie? No, no. How dare. How, don't even bring it up. Shocked. No, that's disgusting. That's horrible. Who would want to eat an apple pie? He says. I don't. If you told <laughs> if you told me that your son, who I've known for a very long time, yeah. if you told me, I don't know, he was a meth addict, <laughs> I would be less surprised than you saying that he's not going to eat an apple pie. No, no, there it is. It sits on the kitchen table. I look at it. I come down. My wife, my my wife actually made it the night before my birthday. So when I came down on my birthday morning, there would be the fresh apple pie. So I had a a cup of coffee and a a piece of apple pie. You married well. You married well, didn't he, Mike? God bless. Good yeah. night. I'm, You're lucky. I know. I'll just tell so the whole him, day not, it was just like wife, one gigantic, you know, celebration fabulous. after another. And tons of listeners gave you oh, happy birthday wishes on our page on Facebook. If you haven't done so that good. and you want to say something to John, please find us there. The ride home with John and Kathy. Yeah, We're good. also streaming. You can watch this show. Did you know that? You can actually watch this show unfold on Facebook, streaming live every day, 101.5 Word FM or The Ride Home with John and Kathy. And uh, send John your happy birthday wishes. Very nice. Thank you. I really appreciate mm-hmm. it. So May the 4th, now, now, of course. Now, my gift has gotten lost in the mail. You know, shipping, John, it's just everything's <laughs> backlogged. <laughs> don't, don't worries, Kath. I okay. don't expect a gift from you. Mm-hmm. However, you should know that very good friends of, of the two of us, people that we know and love. Yes. My wife and I were sitting in the living room last night around seven o'clock or so, just talking, no TV on, no radio, nothing. We were just having a conversation. All of a sudden from outside, we hear boom, 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 boom. I'm like, what the heck's going on? We jump up, run outside. Friends of ours, the Smith family, there they were social distancing blowing up fireworks in my backyard <laughs> in celebration of happy birthday. That is lovely, oh John. God. That was crazy. That was such oh. a good time. Yeah. For a minute there, my backyard was as smoky as like, you know, the mills back in the sixties. My neighbors, uh, when I finally made it over to them, could not have been happy, but they didn't know it was my birthday. Sure. Sure. Mm-hmm. Now, after the Smiths left, did you and your wife sit down again in silence and say, Boy, the Smiths are wonderful friends. The Yemens, boy, all we did was get a couple texts. No, no, that's big fine. deal. No, 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 because we the Smiths in some ways paid us back because the day before it was their daughter's birthday, and we did one of those drive-by birthday. Oh, parties. right, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Which you also missed, right? I I actually yeah. just now remembered that. Right, yeah. So a- we went to the Smith's house, we beeped our horn, yelled happy birthday, sang a little bit, had a brief conversation. I mean, the street was backing up. It was like a, a, a traffic jam. And then as we exited, we could lean over and grab ourselves a Eaton Park smiley cookie. Oh, mm-hmm. which made the whole thing mm-hmm. worthwhile, John. People showed up at that drive-by party playing trombones out of the sunroof, a violin out of the sunroof. Uh, there was a dinosaur, some person in a dinosaur running around the street. It was just madness and mayhem. That is just mm-hmm. terrific. So and I feel ways. awful. I feel awful for missing it. Yeah, you should. 
Gosh, and I'm glad we're talking about it on the radio. So in mm-hmm. front of, you know, tens of thousands of people, I can be embarrassed. That's okay. Sorry. Happy birthday, Molly. It's busy. I mean, you know, someone's got to stay at home, Kath. Okay. Just saying. Someone's I got so excited there. about my three-day weekend that mm-hmm. I just put my phone away. I did. Did you? I did the yeah, same thing. I did. On my birthday, I did the I same did thing. I just did it. I didn't even look at my phone Saturday or Sunday. Isn't that healthy? Not even a little bit. That is so healthy. Yeah, I loved it a lot. Anyway, we need to take a break. But when we come back, we're going to talk to the Reverend Terry Tim, who's a great friend of our program. We're going to talk about emerging as the church. What has this season taught us about who we are as the people of God? Plus, we'll ask Terry what he is binging right now. I bet he's going to come up with something good. That's next, the Tuesday edition, the John Hall birthday edition of The Ride Home. Very nice. Happy birthday. WORD. There are three ways of dealing with the Bible, especially when you come to a passage that you don't quite agree with or understand. The first tactic is to pick and choose what you want to believe. The second is to remain ignorant of what the Bible has to say at all. The third is to dig into the Word and try to understand all of it, whether or not you like what it has to say. Well, if you fall into that last category or would like to, please join us this week on Through the Bible Radio. This evening at 9 p.m. on 101.5 WORD. Thinking about life insurance? What if you could make one free phone call and learn your best price from nearly a dozen highly rated price competitive companies? Well, that's exactly what happens when you call SelectQuote Life. For example, George is 40. He was getting sky-high quotes from other companies because he takes meds to control his blood pressure. But when I shopped around, I found him a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $25 a month. I'm SelectQuote agent Dan Savino. And believe me, if SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote, call 800-494-2323. That's 800-494-2323. 800-494-2323 or go to selectquote.com since 1985 we shop you save get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials or price could vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors not available in all states this is an important notice to all u.s taxpayers the irs is giving away billions of dollars in tax savings through a federal program called the fresh start initiative to aid delinquent taxpayers this initiative was established for anyone facing financial hardship and unable to pay their back taxes qualifying and enrolling in this program will stop all collections settle your delinquent tax problem and even reduce what you owe by thousands of dollars. Call the hotline at People's Tax Relief to see if you qualify and get this free information by dialing 800-319-3687. If you have unfiled tax returns or cannot afford to pay your personal or business back taxes, you can now get the help you need. One simple phone call can resolve your tax problem and save you thousands of dollars. To see if you qualify and to get this important free information, call 800-319-3687. It's easier to change the world than you think. Sponsor a child in extreme poverty with Compassion International and you will change the world for that child. Just text the word CHILD to 83393 to sponsor right now. Washington County parents, you have a choice in your child's education. For nearly 40 years, Central Christian Academy in Houston is where pre-K through 8th grade students receive the comprehensive education they need to become top of the class. Learn more at ccaschool.com. 
During our, our last hour, we were speaking with a guest, Marilyn McIntyre, and uh, she talked about the church. Let us reason together, right? Would it be so? Because we live in such weird times where rumors are, are around every and sentence. I'm, and or I'm mad at you. Point. I'm, I'm mad, mad at, at you. You know why? Because you're from the wrong party. You. Oh, right. So none of the reasoning. Are you together. mad at me? I'm not mad at you. No. Oh, I thought you were mad at me. Peace be with you. Oh, oh listen. All of a sudden, you're like going to take the high road. <laughs> and also with you. You yes, should get I off. Am. You should get off social media right now. <laughs> I'm not on social media right now. Okay. Well, then that's why. Okay, Terry Tim is with us, Pastor Terry Tim from Christ Community Church of the South Hills, talking about uh, what has the church taught us or what can the church teach us during these weird times. Hey, Terry, how are you today? I'm, uh, boy, that was the that was the weirdest introduction ever to a segment. I think. Kept trying to track with you guys. <laughs> I mean, we wouldn't do that with just anybody, Terry. But for you, we love you. I feel like it's the I'm, way to usher like, you in. Yeah, thanks. Thanks so much. It it is yeah. a weird times, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. You, All right. I, I so, talking, so yeah. So Terry, let go me ahead. go back to what what John brought up with Marilyn McIntyre. Marilyn was talking about the power of rumor, and just how dif- how difficult it is for us when we see stuff going around online, and we kind of listen to what this guy says and this woman says, and the next thing we know, we think you know, I don't know, everything's going south. Right. right. Um, what about from you, from your perspective as the church, um, has the church fallen in this, you know, for all of this, is the church in a different space? What's your experience been like? Uh, this has been uh, a really hard season, uh, for me personally, for me pastorally, I think for all of us, there are, there are so many unknowns right now. And Anybody that I, I don't know, anybody that I hear that, you know, says they have the definitive word or they have like a corner on the truth with this thing, mm-hmm. I, they're out of their mind. Nobody knows. They, I mean, there are projections, there are models, there are trajectories, but to say with absolute certainty, this is what life is going to look like next week or next month or six months ahead, right. I, you know. Uh, and, and yet we are people that crave certainty. And so in, in a time of uncertainty, I mean, we get caught up in this, in, in this rumor mill. And, you know, I, <laughs> I found it so interesting that early on in this COVID-19 crisis, social media was something happened to social media. It became like a kinder, gentler platform for a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, like the last 10 days, we've gone back to our brutal ways of, you know, shouting at one another on social media. Uh, here, you, you, you were asking a question, what have I been binging on? Uh, on my phone, I have to figure out how to turn this thing off. I get a weekly update about how much time I've spent on my screen. <laughs> and the last couple of weeks, like when, I, when that has popped up, I've wanted to throw my phone against the wall. It's like, oh my gosh, really? I've spent that many hours a day on my screen? I don't want to do that because so much of it is not life-giving. But, um, you know, I was on a call today with about 800 pastors from churches across this, the Commonwealth, and uh, the call was facilitated by uh, Dr. Rachel Levine, the Secretary of Health. And I, she presented kind of, here's what we're seeing in, in the Commonwealth right now, and then she responded to a lot of questions. And I so appreciated her perspective, because uh, quite often in the course of this 45-minute call, she said, I'm just not sure about that. 
We're mm. working on that. We wow. need to watch the trends. And I'm like, that's wise leadership. Like, yes. we, we just, we, we're all in this thing together. We, we can, we can kind of see trends, but we've got to, we've got to relax. We've got to be patient. We've got to see how this thing plays out. And again, for people who crave certainty, this is a really, really hard time. Right. So, Ter, it's one thing, right, to be on a conference call with 800 other pastors. And how does that distill down, you know, into your life personally? And even more so as a pastor at Christ Community Church, I would imagine that, you know, you, like most churches, are, are meeting via Zoom and whatnot. I mean, are people, because you're a pastor, looking to you for certainty? Uh, well, my people know me well enough that they're not going to get certainty from me. So (laughs) we've kind of resolved that one early on. I Mm -hmm. I think what people, what what I see, what I'm looking for and what my people are looking for are, are connections. Um, you know, we, we are created by a a God who is a relational God, a, a divine community, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And one of the ways that we bear the image of God is we are created, we're designed for community and connection. And so I think the thing that we're craving most is is connection. And I think, you know, to be honest, in some ways, I find that a large percentage of my community, we're actually in spite of this, the physical distancing, there are some really deep connections being made with people. Mm-hmm. Like, like people are, uh, are more open to having conversation, uh, to pursuing life together, to making the most of the situation. You know, our, our mission as a church is helping people connect with God, one another, and the world. And particularly in those first two spaces, I, I find people are spending more time praying more time in scripture. Um, we've had higher uh, numbers of participation in our weekly Zoom worship gathering than we do when we're meeting physically. Uh, people are craving for that interaction. I mean, um, we're experiencing in, in our digital platform, like the universal body of Christ. Like this past Sunday, uh, we had people from outside of, of Pittsburgh participating with us in worship. We actually had some friends from uh, East Africa that were worshiping with us. Uh, so I think in, in, in terms of this has been an opportunity to connect deeper with God and, and in spite of the physical distancing, uh, connect with other people in small ways, acts of love. I mean, yesterday I was, I, I was up early before the rest of my family, and I just I looked out of my front door, and there was a, a cup of coffee on our front porch. And I'm like, hmm. I, I know my wife, Patty, she leaves coffee in different places in her house, but I was pretty sure she didn't leave one out there. But somebody from our community just knows my wife loves an Americana from this particular coffee shop. And the coffee fairy just thought enough to get a coffee for my wife and leave it on my porch so that when my wife woke up, it would be there for her. Isn't like, that sweet? It's a simple, simple thing, but it, it, it's, it, it just shows the love. And I, and I really hope, you know, people talk about when we get back to normal. I'm not sure I want to go back to normal because mm-hmm. I'm not sure that normal is actually healthy. I, I think one of the opportunities, you know, I've been saying to myself and to my people, in every crisis, there's seeds of opportunity. And I think the opportunity that God's presented to us is to, is to reflect 
who are we? Who are we individually, and who are we communally as a church? And um, I hope that when we emerge out of this current context, that we we carry some of these healthier patterns that in rhythms that we're actually into, and we don't go back to normal. Because I actually think the normal was maybe more abnormal <laughs> than normal, and maybe less healthy than actually healthy. And so, how do how do we yeah how do we hold on to this and rather than just you know let's let's get back to normal uh, that's I'm not sure that's what I think God is inviting us to reflect and to say no let's be who God's really designed us to be which is the church which has always been about relationship about people people in relationship with God people in relationship with brothers and sisters in Christ and people in relationship with the world around us. That's the essence of what it means to be the church. And so, you know, I saw somebody with a T-shirt on the other day. It says, the church has left the building. Like, why do we equate church with building? Mm-hmm. Church is about people. The Reverend Terry Tim's with us, Christ Community Church of the South Hills. Uh, Terry, I'm fascinated with you saying that you're actually getting more people who are showing up for the discussion portion. Is that what you said um, of your just, weekly just gathering that you did just, when just, people were just, what, gathering in person? Right, just worship in general, uh, along with things like we're doing every Tuesday and Thursday. I'm doing uh, myself or somebody from my staff. We're doing a, a Tuesday check-in. And we're walking through the Psalms for 15, 20 minutes. We're connecting, we're looking at the Psalms, we're breathing together in prayer, and like people are connecting to that. We're doing a Wednesday night learning together where different members of our community are are sharing life-giving kinds of experiences. Like, part of me says, like, why why weren't we doing this all along? Because this is actually healthy. It's, it's, it's connecting people and it's bringing some things into their life that they need. Like, when we go back to quote-unquote normal, are we going to stop doing those things? I don't, I hope not. I think not. Uh, I, I would say, Kath, one of, one of my concerns, though, is uh, American Christianity has, we, we, we've got caught up in consumerism. Mm-hmm. And one of, one of my concerns is, like, I, I talk to people, and I, I've even done this, like, on, on a Sunday. Like, I love being able to connect with other communities of faith and worship. I mean, there was a friend of mine, and one Sunday he said, you know what, I worship with five different churches today. Wasn't that awesome? Yeah. And I'm like, it is kind of awesome, but it, I'm, I am concerned that the online platform may instill, like, well, why do I really need to physically gather? Yes. And I can sit at home, and I can yeah. actually stream in all these five different churches, and I can, I can have, here's a liturgical kind of high church, here's a charismatic, here's a Bible, you know, like, I can have it all. And, and forget about that embodied nature of, of being the people of God. That, that's, my, that's my biggest concern, uh, particularly mm-hmm. in the West, where we, we, have, we have made you know, the church a purveyor of you know, religious goods and services. That is my concern, uh, and, and it's the convenience factor. Yeah. So we'll see. I, 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 hope, I hope that's not the case. Yeah. You know, Tara, uh, one of the things I've been thinking about is, is what you're talking about in many ways is that, you know, in, in the old days, you know, pre-pandemic, um, it was just assumed that people had community, right? Uh, the people knew people and very few people were uh, alone. 
But now I think, you know, whether you've got community by the hundreds, most people in one form or another are lonely. Um, we, we need each other in a different way here. And so this new intimacy, which you're talking about, is really compelling. And so maybe that's the thing that, you know, is the silver lining in all this, is that we find new ways to communicate and to be transparent in our brokenness, because we're all in the same boat. So why not carry that same brokenness forward in a more intimate way as we, you know, hopefully one day come out of this? Yeah, yeah, you know, I right now I'm I'm preaching through First uh, Peter, and there's this line in First Peter one where Peter says to the church, and I think First Peter is a really interesting book because Peter was writing, uh, he says to God's elect exiles scattered throughout the world, and in, it, we're not exiles right now, but we are scattered. But but Peter says this, he says, love one another deeply from the heart. And that's a mandate, and I I believe we're seeing that at at levels like that are unprecedented. Like people are loving each other deeply. You know, neighbors yeah. who have never talked to each other are are actually stopping in the street having conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, people are baking bread and cookies and pies and dropping off coffee, like small things, but they, they showed, again, not only our hunger for community, but our commitment to one another, our sacrifice. I mean, one of the things that really hacks me off in, in this whole thing about social distancing is like, one of the ways we can love one another deeply from the heart is by caring for one another's well-being, both economically and health-wise. And like some of the, you know, the, the arguments and all this kind of stuff of people drawing lines, it's like, Let's just love one another. Let's actually care for one another in tangible ways. And and we're seeing some of that. And, and John, I, I hope it stays with us. I mean, that's my deep prayer. God, embed this stuff in us. And don't let us just go back into our, those of us who have buildings, but don't, don't let us just crawl back into our buildings and do church as usual. Let's be the people that you've called us to be, people who love you deeply and love one another deeply. That's the Reverend Terry Tim, Christ Community Church of the South Hills. Terry, tell us about your church. How can people log on and see what you guys are doing? Yeah, so um, I, I pastor this church called Christ Community Church of the South Hills. Uh, probably the best way to connect with us is through Facebook. Uh, we have a Facebook page, and you can uh, we we uh, we do things again Tuesday, Thursday, Wednesday nights. Information about our worship gatherings is there, and so we'd love to you know just connect with you in this season um, and, and and be a part of you know one of the things that we talk about is that you know the mystical body of Christ right? The invisible church. And we're, we're living in that day and age now. So come on, be a part of what we're doing online. I'm probably doing, you know, I'm probably participating in your community of faith as well online. So let's just be the church together. Very good. Well, Terry, thanks an awful lot. It's good to hear your voice. Um, until we meet again, let's hope it's, a, it's face-to-face at some point in the very near future. Yeah, I miss you guys. I miss not yeah. being in the studio with you, but it is good to good to. Uh, hear your voice and happy birthday, John. I love the story about the apple pie. I it's a great move, man. Pick a, pick a birthday uh, pastry that nobody else wants. I love it. (laughs) Well done. That's their loss, Terry. I'm sorry. I can't, I can't, you know, vouch for their lack of taste. That's That's right. All right. There he goes. That's Terry, Tim, and more information about him. You can find on our website as well. The ride home with Johnny Kathy. 
All right, we're going to take a break. Uh, when we come back, let's talk about um, the secret group of scientists and billionaires who are pushing for a cure for the coronavirus. It's a pretty cool story. Secret group. This is John Samick, owner of Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Our specialty cleaning services can provide the peace of mind your customers and employees need when you reopen your facility. Contact us today. The van, the yellow van. This is John Samick, owner of Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. We have developed a comprehensive facility reopening guide for businesses preparing to re-enter the workplace. Visit ServiceMasterOfGreaterPGH.com to download yours today. You've all helped build MyPillow into the amazing company that it is today. Now, Mike Lindell, the inventor and CEO of MyPillow, wants to give back to my listeners. You can get great discounts on all MyPillow products if you go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the radio listener specials. You're going to see some amazing offers. Right now, MyPillow is offering an exclusive radio special. Today, we're offering buy one, get one free on a variety of amazing products, including the Supima MyPillows, Giza Dream Sheets, MyPillow Towels, Roll and Go Anywhere Pillows, Duvet Covers, Giza Pillowcase, Bolster Pillows, and Neck Pillows. Plus, if you buy Mike Lindell's book, What Are the Odds? From Crack Addict to CEO, you'll get free shipping and a $25 gift card. Just go to MyPillow.com, enter promo code WORD, or call 800-391-0954. Be sure to use promo code WORD. MyPillow is answering the call for more face masks as the country continues to deal with a global coronavirus pandemic. They'll be making face masks for hospitals across the country. The coronavirus pandemic has caused a lot of chaos lately. But something good that's come from it all is that Americans are waking up to the fact that we make too many things overseas and are reliant on China and other nations for the products that we need most. Enough is enough. Authentically American is a veteran-owned, patriotic, made-in-USA apparel company. They produce the highest quality apparel you can find, and it's all American-made. While other companies are waiting for their supplies to come in from Asia, Authentically American is still going strong, putting our neighbors to work every day. They also give 10% of every purchase to charities that support our veterans and their families. Use code SALEMPITTSBURG to get 10% off your entire purchase. Don't spend one more dime on products made overseas. If every American spent an extra $3.33 on U.S.-made goods, it would create almost 10,000 new jobs in this country. Shop at AuthenticallyAmerican.us and use promo code SALEMPITTSBURG to take 10% off your entire purchase. That's promo code SALEMPITTSBURG. Where is yours made? Pittsburgh Theological Seminary prepares students for ministry in the way of Jesus with Master of Divinity, Master of Arts, and Doctor of Ministry degree programs and certificates. Perfect for students with full-time employment pursuing a seminary education. Learn more at pts.edu. We are everywhere. On your radio at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app by heart, tune in, and at radio.com. Tonight, mostly cloudy, low 39 with periods of rain. Breezy and chilly with rain for Wednesday, high 50. Wednesday night, cloudy, cold, low 34. Sunshine and some clouds, breezy on Thursday with a high 60. Friday, chilly with periods of rain, high 46. And Saturday, a shower in spots, high 47. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Andy Robb. you follow along with the pandemic everyone has stories right there's billions and billions of stories 
and how many of them just tug at your heartstrings and you go, oh my goodness, people are so amazing. Yeah. Well, I saw a piece today uh, about a woman who works as a technician, a forensic technician at the Hackensack University Medical Center Morgue in Hackensack, New Jersey. Woman's name is Tanisha Brunson Malone. She's 41 years old, and uh, she, on her regular workday, does autopsies and cares for the dead. And uh, she goes into these um, large refrigerated trailers. I'm sure you've seen these on the news that they're you know holding, especially in the New Jersey, New York area, so many bodies that are waiting for burial. And it breaks her heart. She says that uh, Tanisha Br- uh, Brunson Malone says, it breaks my heart to go into these trailers and to see these anonymous people lying there. So uh, about a month, or go- a month or so ago, she decided to go to a local wholesale outlet. And uh, right now she said she's spending about $100 a week in yellow daffodils. And as part of her daily work, she goes into these trailers that are freshly arrived. And inside the trailers, of course, are the body bags. And on each body bag, she lays one brand new daffodil. Now, nobody sees this. The only people who see this are the funeral home attendants who come and pick up the bodies. And so When the first person showed up, one of the uh, funeral home technicians, a guy by the name of uh, Charlie, Charlie Mann, he's 63 years old. He said to her, why are you doing this? No one sees this but me, even though it does break my heart to see this. And she said, because people are so anonymous here and people need to have dignity amidst this turmoil to see people stacked on top of each other. I have to remind myself daily that there is beauty within all of us. So by placing a daffodil on each person's body, it brings me back to the reality in the midst of my grim work. Oh, is that the most beautiful heart wrenching story? That is a woman who gets it. Yeah, it really. Um, what, her name's Tanisha. John? Her name is uh, Tanisha Brunson Malone, oh, forty-one, a forensic te- technician and uh, an autopsy specialist Listen. at the Hackensack University Medical Center in Hackensack, New Jersey. Listen, can you imagine how many people who are doing unseen, unknown acts of mercy and kindness? Mm-hmm. And I mean, I. When I hear that story, John, I just think God sees every one of those people and he sees their the desires of their heart and the actions um, of their day-to-day life. And he must be so pleased with that woman. So pleased. You know, because uh, you would imagine in that position, you see all this carnage around sure, you. It would right. be easy to have your heart hardened toward it. Right, right. Right. Another dead body, another person has passed away and you just going through it. Yeah, I, so I also think flower. I also think it's important to remind those of us who call ourselves pro-life that there are a lot of ways to be pro-life, mm-hmm. and none of us is doing a hundred percent bang-up job at being pro-life. No. We're just not. I mean, we might care about you know the unborn child, but maybe we don't. Uh, we're not supporting financially an organization that's going to help someone actually live through that experience. Or right. maybe we say that we're pro-life because we want people to stay home in the coronavirus era and we don't want other people to get sick. But in the same way, we're supporting an abortion clinic that's still open. Right. Or, you know, I mean, none of us are, are consistent. And just an action like that, I think how many of us are honoring with our actions, thoughts, 
Facebook posts, tweets, those who have died, not just the numbers of those who have died, but the actual people. Yes. I mean, how many, I think few of us have really done that and been fully pro-life in our attitude. I'm into that. Yeah. And I think, you know, at various times throughout the, throughout this, you know, last several months, I don't know about you, my guess is everybody, you look at your own mortality, right? And you think, mm-hmm. Is this coming for me? Sure. I could when, be is me. this going to be my turn yeah. on top of that? And if that's the case, I would hope that those who are caring for yes. those I loved or myself had that same tenderness towards the dead. Yes. Yeah. I remember when my parents were both ill, especially my dad, he was in the hospital for so long, so very long. And I can't tell you the number of physical therapists and occupational therapists and speech therapists and phlebotomists and radiation techs or whatever treated him like a real person, even though he was old and he was sick. And I thought that's part of being pro-life too. Yes, it is. Right. It's not just, it's not just looking at someone who's 80 and saying, ah, well, they, you know, they've lived a long time. If they die, the coronavirus, I mean, like, you know, I mean, it's going to be sad, but but that that's not being pro-life. No, no. To see the dignity in each of God's yes. creation mm-hmm. that is pro-life yep. and to respond to that in God. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Let's take a break. Can we okay, do that? Yeah. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, John, I'm going to mix things up a little bit. I want to oh. tell you about my trip to the strip on Saturday. Oh, you went to the strip. I sure did. You. Okay. Fabulous. Yeah. I had a really interesting um, COVID-19 experience that I'll share with you <laughs> coming up next. Oh, look forward to that. <laughs> WORD. Hey, Pittsburgh, it's Colton Dixon. This is Austin French. Hey, Pittsburgh, it's Laura Story. What's up? This is Torrin Wells. This is Matthew West. Man, times are tough right now. See, the enemy's greatest weapon is fear, but the Holy Spirit gives us everything opposite of that. Psalm 4610, be still and know that I am God. God is with you. God is for you. Let's look out for each other. Let's stay safe. God is still in control. We will get through this. 101.5 WORD. God bless you. Got milk? We sure do. Hi, it's me, Marcia, from the Springhouse. And boy, do we have milk. That 130-cow herd of ours just keeps on producing. They don't give one hoot about a world health pandemic going on. Come on out to the Springhouse in Washington County, Pennsylvania, for farm-fresh milk that we pasteurize, homogenize, and bottle right here at the Springhouse when my brother Sam brings it over the hill from the milking barn. We share a lot about our homemade meals and baked goods, but cows are the heart and soul of our dairy farm and country store. To say Thank you for your unwavering support during these uncertain times and to lend a helping hand to our customers. We are offering all three kinds of white milk at a huge discount, $2.95 a gallon, as long as we can keep up. Our family is so blessed by so many folks stopping by and thanking us for being open, and we are blessed to be open. Let us share a little bit of our farm with you, 724-228-3339 or springhousemarket.com. Hey, John, have you heard about No Safe Spaces? Oh, yeah. It's the number one political documentary of 2019. And listen, it finished its run after garnering the highest fan rating, 99% at Rotten Tomatoes, but it's been blocked from every streaming service. Oh, don't worry. No Safe Spaces is now available to watch for a limited time only, nosafespaces.com. The discount code for our listeners is SAVE25 for 25% off. Watch the film tonight 
at nosafespaces.com. You know, spring cleaning doesn't just mean the deep clean you do around the house once a year. You may want to do some tidying up for your business's digital marketing, and Salem Surround can help. We give you all the right tools to surround your target audience and turn website visitors into website leads. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your digital presence and learn how to get your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. We understand that these are uncertain times. And while we are all looking for answers, we know many of you are also looking for help. That's why Liberty Mutual is automatically refunding a portion of our customers' personal auto insurance premiums. We're also offering flexible payment options for those who have been financially affected by the crisis. In these uncertain times, we want you to know we are here to help. Learn more about what Liberty Mutual is doing at libertymutual.com slash COVID-19. So Saturday, yeah. it was the time to do our grocery shopping. So I, I'm trying not to go out more than once a week. And we're kind of alternating who's going and where we're going. And for those of you who listen to the program, you know that I'm committed to doing as much grocery shopping as I can in the Strip District of Pittsburgh because I love the people there and I love the markets there and all that sort of thing. And it's really made it difficult. I've been there every week for, I don't know, 15 years. And so to only be there like, you know, once every two or three weeks is just, super odd. Anyway, so I went down there on Saturday and here's the thing, you know, for those of you who shop at a supermarket only or a store like Target or Walmart or whatever, they have certain protocols that they are able to put into practice because they have a lot of capital and they have a lot of space, right? In addition to having a lot of employees. Well, a little market like that is never going to be able to react and, you know, carry on a procedure in the same way as a larger market. It's just, it's, it's a different scene. But Every place down there that's open is really doing a terrific job. They have gloves when you walk in. Some of them have masks. You know, you can just, you, and hopefully you're wearing a mask when you show up anyway, but in case you're not, they're going to give you one because they don't want you in their store if you don't have a mask. Anyway, but you know, it's different. It's a little quieter than normal. It's, you know, you're trying to stay away from people. You're a little on edge. Everybody just seems to be you know, like a little like oh, I'm about to do something wrong and transgress some, you know, moral right. or clinical boundary. Anyway, <laughs> I'm in a store I'm not going to give you the name of right now. And um, I'm waiting in line to talk to somebody who works there because I'm looking for a product that I cannot find. Okay. Now I know they have this product because I've purchased it there before, but I went to the space where it normally is and it's not there. Okay. So I think, okay, well, they must have moved it, but you know, it's a large store. I don't know where I'm going. So I'm waiting in line, waiting in line. And by waiting in line, I don't mean I'm waiting behind another human being. I'm waiting behind the person who's talking on the phone to the person at the store asking, well, you know, if I come in there, where am I going to park? And if I come in there, where, but you know, do you, it's like one of those stories, like just get in your car and drive down here and then figure it out. And don't make me wait because I'm the one who showed up. Anyway, as I'm standing there patiently waiting for the phone conversation to end, the man who works at the store... (laughs) He's all masked up, okay? He turns to me and with with no commentary as whatsoever, no, I, pardon me, or no, I'm sorry, this is weird, or aren't we living in strange times? He just moves and with one solid singular motion with, with his right hand, holds a thermometer to my forehead, just like that, like, okay? And waits till, 
<laughs> the reading comes up that I did not have a fever and then just kind of nods and then carries on his phone conversation. And then when he's done, he gets off and has a talk and he was very helpful. But it was <laughs> in the midst so, of him talking to somebody else. It was is, so odd. I'm sure. You know, you'd think if you were going to reach out and hold any type of gun, like Mm-mm. I know it's only a temperature gun, but it still seemed like an aggressive action to yeah, me. Say so. Right? Yeah, yeah. You'd think you would say, you know what, hold on, I'm sorry I have to do this. Yeah. But he had had it. Listen, he's down there in the midst of all kinds of craziness in the strip district. He's not asking oh permission God. from anybody. <laughs> I walked into his store and he was going to hold that thing against my forehead as long as it took. No, I have not. That's not happened to me. No one's taken my temperature anywhere. Well, that's because it is very weird. I mean, I appreciate the fact that he's trying to keep his store safe. I'm yeah, all sure. about that. But it was it was just an, an odd feeling. But it you really were already was. in the store, weren't you? I'm, yeah, I'm already in the store. So it's a little too little too late. And wouldn't you have a preamble to that? Maybe. He's just probably hacked off the poor guy. I can't imagine what it's like to be down of there, right? Of course not. Because like you said, I mean, all, all the larger chains, they've got protocol in place. The mom and pop stores, there is no right, protocol. They They're that. just making it up as they go along. So once he determined through contact with my forehead and his thermometer gun that I was good, mm-hmm. he took me exactly to where I was supposed to go, recommended Fabulous. a couple of new things, told me about his contact in Brooklyn who has his store closed and so he can't get the beans he wants. I nice. mean, it was a really excellent interaction, nice. but you just these days do not know what's going to happen when you go outside. Of course. Okay. So that's really cool. So then you, after all these many, many years, continue to go down to the strip district and shop. Yes. Now I would think now, because of course, Saturdays, the strip has always been madness and mayhem. Right. You're saying not so much. Well, there are certainly fewer people there. Like there are fewer people anywhere. Um, it was a nice day on Sunday or Saturday. Um, and so it was okay that I had to wait outside of Woolies for a good, and we had to wait in line outside of the store because they're only letting a certain number of people in. Mm-hmm. So I don't, we probably waited 10 minutes outside on the sidewalk before they allowed us to go in. Okay. Um, and of course, at, once you get inside Woolies, it's, it is close quarters. It's really, it, but it's close quarters in every store there. It There's just, so, but people are doing the best they can, John, to, um, to stay, to maintain distance. And they're trying to be respectful. And the people at the store are coming up and telling yeah. people, you know, to back up or step away or whatever. Um, it just adds a, an extra level of complexity to go out and get, and get your food anywhere. Now, Preston George, we called ahead yeah. and a- asked for them to prepare our order. And then we just showed up paid and left. I see. Okay. So I've seen um, photographs of the Costco meat section which are completely and totally empty. So you're saying at Woolies or whatnot. Now you're, you're not eating meat anyway. Right. So I didn't look at the fish, meat. Right? right. There's plenty of fish. Oh my gosh. And there was plenty of chicken. Yeah. There was turkey there as well. I didn't see, I, I wasn't in the meat section, but they had more, they had more than enough food. Okay. Good. More. Fabulous. I mean, they had a spectacularly large amount Woolies. of food. Yeah. yeah. That's excellent. Okay, it's good. woolly. So anyway, so if you can, um, if you love the strip and you want to patronize people down there, don't be afraid to go. I mean, wear yeah. your mask, wear your gloves, do all the things that you should do. Let me let me close, uh, John, with one other thing. One of the things that I've heard recommended is that you don't carry your wallet because it's just another way to gather germs. Sure, and sure, so sure. you take your credit card out and you put it in your back pocket. Right. Okay, that's fine, right? I mean, well, yeah, but that didn't work out very well for me because on Saturday, I dropped my credit card on Penn Avenue. And lost it? And lost it. Was was calling the company to cancel it when I looked 
underneath the door to an establishment I had been in and it was laying my card laying <laughs> on the sidewalk. Very nice. Okay, that's what an 11 year old uh, does with a credit card when hey, they hey, walk around. You just not a full adult. I, listen, what happened was I was, you, you're so concerned about so many things. Right. Everything is amped up. You're just anxious about, you're trying to make sure you get that and you don't touch a person. You don't talk. I got the guy with a thermometer gun to my head. I mean, it's just too much, a lot to keep right. up with. Yeah. So no, no surprise, but thank goodness you. So just before you were going to cancel it, you saw it. I said, Oh my gosh, I found it. Oh, that's fabulous. Really good news. Excellent. All right. So that was it. The trick is then to shop local, but be organized. Right. right? And all. maybe I'm carrying my wallet from now on. Yeah, I guess so. Hey, uh, speaking about local news, uh, I saw today in the PG that I'm sorry, in the trib that the Dormont pool will not open for year 2020. Um, if you've been to the Dormont pool, it's one of the gi- biggest pools in Western Pennsylvania. Uh, of course, they've had uh, problems over the years because it's an aging pool with uh, leakage and whatnot, but it's been totally rehabbed. Sorry to see that the pool is not going to open for this year. Kathy, I'm surprised. Well, oh, I love the Dormont pool. Yeah, I haven't too. been there in a long time, but I'm surprised about that because I've heard a lot of good news about how chlorine is killing the coronavirus. Hmm. So I, I thought know. maybe pools would be something that people could manage over the summer. Would you and go? Maybe, for- and maybe this is just because of other issues they have, John, and maybe it's not virus related. Could be. I don't know. No, it just says uh, amid coronavirus concerns, they will not open for 2020. Well, that's too bad. I mean, I'm in no hurry to go to a pool, to a neighborhood pool. Are you? Uh, no, considering it's 40 degrees. Right. I mean, I'm telling you again. I'm still going to get that blow up pool for the backyard. Uh, listen, if you get that, you that is okay. a humiliation. It's not a humiliation. It is. You don't have children. You're not supposed to be in a blow up pool. Kath, it's going to be like 98 degrees sooner or later. I would You'll like be it to be 90. I don't know if we're ever going to get to 98 degrees. I think we're going to be at 48 for like for the next <laughs> year. <laughs> that is a sad thing, is it not? Okay, let's take a break. Come back. Uh, when we do come back, well, we're going to talk about the UK's largest bird of prey back after an absence of 240 years. And don't forget the murder hornet. <laughs> More terror ahead. Car shop from your couch with cars.com. It's never been so easy. Connect with dealers to tour cars virtually. Search great prices. And yes, they feature cars ready for home delivery. With over 4 million new and used cars, cars.com has your match. Check out cars.com today. Finding the right type of care for your loved one can be a highly emotional decision. Moving your loved one to a nursing home, rehab center, or independent care may not be necessary. XL Home Care can provide a warm, family-like environment with an XL caregiver, or you may even qualify to get paid to take care of the ones you love. To learn more, call 412-212-8950, 412-212-8950, XL Home Care, a help-at-home company. The following is not an actor, but a real-life story from Trinity Debt Management. I was finishing undergrad and got credit cards because I couldn't work full-time. So that started the credit card journey for me. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-936-5496. And then when I got married, we combined our credit card debt, and it became impossible to pay off on our own. At that point, I was like, I don't know where to turn. And then I found... Trinity. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. I initially was scared to call, and immediately I felt relief. 
I mean, in a matter of three years, we've already paid down $20,000 in credit card debt, which is huge. Call Trinity at 1-800-936-5496. That's 1-800-936-5496. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-555-2085. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes, are overweight, or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-555-2085. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800 800- 555-2085. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds too. Call 800-555-2085. 800-555-2085. Washington County parents, you have a choice in your child's education. For nearly 40 years, Central Christian Academy in Houston is where pre-K through 8th grade students receive the comprehensive education they need to become top of the class. Learn more at ccaschool.com. I was looking at uh, a friend of ours, Kath, over the weekend. He went birding, um, and he's part of a birding group. Have you ever gone birding before? No, uh, never. Hmm. Well, it's interesting because apparently this is an annual thing for our friend, and he listed by himself on Saturday, he saw over 60 birds. Wow. And his friend saw 90 birds. And they were able to identify, of course, obviously, because he, he listed them all on Facebook, able to identify those 60 or 90 birds. Really? That cool? Yeah. That's so amazing. I, in our backyard, we've got plenty of birds. And, of course, I don't know many birds at all. But I saw this, that uh, something called a white-tailed eagle, which has been uh, a mainstay in the U.K. for centuries, disappeared in the United uh, Kingdom in 1780. But it still had some sort of sway in Scotland until 1916 when it all but disappeared. Well, I, I don't know how this happened, but now this bird, the white-tailed eagle, also known as the fish eagle, is making some sort of comeback. The wingspan is 2.5 meters. Whoa. is over eight and a half feet long. Whoa. Whoa. Long, I should say eight and a half feet. Uh, they are currently GPS tracking Four young birds making their first big trips. During winter, they were sedentary, but now they are afoot. And you can see these birds through this GPS tracking. I would love to see a picture of them, these gigantic eagles. That's amazing. Yeah. I love that. Outside, back, and you're looking at your big birds. Okay, but they're not dangerous, right? No, no. No, of course. Unless you're a rabbit, maybe. Okay, well, what about the uh, two-inch long insect known as the murder hornet? Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah, that's coming. Don't you worry. It's made its way to the U.S. for the first time ever. No, wait. The, the Asian giant hornet. Is this like the killer bees that was supposed no. to like? No, it's not. No, it has the Maybe potential to devastate U.S. bee populations, which have already been declining. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. Susan Kobe, bee breeder with Washington State University's mm-hmm. Department of Entomology, said hornets are these hornets are, quote, like something out of a monster cartoon with a huge yellow orange Face. They're one and a half to two inches long. 
Murder hornets? That's what they're called? They're called murder hornets. Because that's what we need band. right now. We mm-hmm. need a an insect named murder. Great. It's cold and dreary for the eighth straight month. Mm-hmm. We're under quarantine because of a worldwide pandemic. And now there are murder hornets out to get us all. Say your prayers. Oh, <laughs> say your prayers. Have a great night. Peace be with you. See you tomorrow. Got a little. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group.